Welcome to Nerd Off, a weekly trivia podcast brought to you by Highball Trivia. Two contestants will face off in 10 categories. Each player will wager 10 or 20 points for their opponent on every question. If a player gets the question right, they get the points. If they get it wrong, their opponent gets the points. At the end of regulation, players will each face two final questions, one in each player's specialty. To earn their wager, which can be any or all of the points they've earned so far, players have to get both questions correct. Now here's your host, Andrew Buxbaum. All right, we have another fantastic show for you today. Um, got two great competitors for you, but I'm going to let them tell them tell a little bit about themselves. Uh, Dean, why don't we start with you? Good morning. It's early for me out here in El Paso, Texas. I'm in the military, Army. I got a few months before I retire in February, so I'm looking forward to that. Otherwise, I, I grew up in Southern California. I'd like to mention that because I'm from Diamond Bar. So we like to represent. Other than that, I'm ready to play and see all my brain fog <laughs> dissipate while we get through this game. All right. And his opponent in the other corner, Alan, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Alan. I'm from, uh, playing out of Jacksonville, Florida. I also grew up in Southern California, Chula Vista, about as Southern as it gets. Um I am a uh, military veteran, proudly served in the Marine Corps. And uh, yeah, let's see how this game goes. Congratulations on your retirement, TD. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. We have a battle of the branches today. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Alan, what is on your shirt? Because it so perfectly matches your beard. Okay. So the skull on your shirt, the top of it, the coloring is like the exact colors of your beard. So I was just like, does he have a picture of his beard on his shirt? <laughs> That would be way too on the nose. <laughs> you can see it, though. It looks like that from here. Yeah. It really does. It's awesome. All right. Well, I'm excited to have both of you on. I've been, you know, I've been telling certain people on here that I would get them on for a while, and I haven't made it happen. So here we go. All right. We're going to launch into question one. Your category is going to be sports. Alan, what do you think Dean knows about sports? Do you want to give him 10 or 20? Uh, a little bit of a feeling out process. I'll go 10. A little bit of a feeling out. I like it. And Dean, what about for Alan? We'll go 10 for 10. It'll be interesting later on. We'll go 10 for 10 for now. 10 for 10. I like it. <clears throat> All right, Dean, you're up first. Women were first allowed to compete in the Olympic Games in 1900. What sport, whose ball has since changed colors, were they permitted to play in those games? Well, I want to think back to... Think back to 1900? You're not that old. 1900. What was I doing back then? Um, <laughs> it seems like the most likely answer would be tennis because the ball might have been yellow to white, or and I can't comment on what color the ball might have been, but it seems like some of the ball might have changed colors. I know tennis was a, is a kind of a not ancient, but uh, it, it goes back a little bit. The sport of tennis, as far as I can tell. So my answer is tennis. Well, it is a it is around one question. Tennis is the answer. Yeah, the nice. tennis ball, uh, they changed the color to yellow for uh, television broadcast. Um, all right, so you got your question correct. Let's see if Alan does the same. Alan, what is the square root of 972,600,000? No, I, uh, I told Alan earlier he was talking trash on the Yankees earlier, and I said all his questions just got harder. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, then I told him I'm way too lazy to do that. 
Uh, Alan, during the first modern Olympic Games, gold medals were not given out. What were the first place winners awarded instead? Modern Olympics. An olive wreath? No, that would have that would have, I believe, been in uh olden times. Gold uh, medals weren't given out. First place got silver medals. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Don't worry, it's only question one. It all gets harder for me. No, I'm joking. Um it does. <laughs> yes and no. I, I try to keep a lot of the harder ones towards the end, but some creep in and some easier ones creep in towards the end too. So don't worry. Your second category today is going to be movies. Dean, what do you think Alan knows about movies? I, yeah, Alan and I played last year together at in Jacksonville. He was on my team, so I know he's good at a lot of things. And I think he was pretty good at movies because there were some categories there. I mean, questions that night or that afternoon that he was coming through with, and they were. And it was I think it, it was like in the movie cinema category. So I'm not going to mess around with this guy. I'm I'm giving him ten. All right. And Alan, what about for our buddy Dean? Yeah, I'll go 10 as well. Awesome. God, all the talk of Jacksonville is getting me excited for the meetup. <laughs> all right. So, Alan, in 2016, The Wedding Party became the highest grossing film produced in what African country? The film's record was broken by its 2017 sequel. Well, there's a couple countries that are known for their film production in Africa. I'm going to say Nigeria. You're going to say the correct answer. Good job. All right, Dean. The Welton Academy, a fictional school in Vermont, is the primary setting for what 1989 film? Um, um, I loved watching Alan so, do the thinking there. <laughs> um, is, it, um, is it class? It is not. It is uh, It's Dead Poet Society. Oh, it was. So just like that, we are all tied up again. It's like the first two questions didn't even happen, guys. Thanks. Thanks a lot. (laughs) We're going to head into our third category. You've had sports. You've had movies. Now you're going to have sport movies. (laughs) Let's do it. All right, Alan, what do you want to wager for Dean here? Uh, We'll take a swing. I'll go 20. Ooh. All right. And uh, Dean, what about for Alan? You gonna let the Marine get away with that? No, twenty for twenty. Hoorah! Hoorah! <laughs> All right. So, Dean, what nineteen eighty movie is about real life boxer Jake Lamada? That's the question. That's the question. Um, Raging Bull. Alan, you want bonus points for trying to guess yours without uh... a? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Alan. What nineteen ninety nine movie is about real life boxer Reuben Carter? The hurricane. The hurricane is correct. So we're both picking up 20 points there. So we're heading into question four with a score of 40 to 40. And your category is going to be music. Dean, what do you think Alan knows about music? More than I do. I'm giving him 10. Giving him 10. All right. And uh, Alan, is he trying to trick you into going 20 there? What do you want to do for him? Not yet. I'll do 10. All right. He's not falling for it, Dean. Christ. All right. So, Alan, the soundtrack for what film was the first album to sell one million copies in a week and is still the top-selling movie soundtrack of all time with over 12 million copies sold? There's a couple that jumped to mind. Um, you get one bonus point if you sing. 
No one wants to hear that. <laughs> <sighs> It'd be funny if you did it and you won this whole thing by one point, though. Uh, top selling soundtrack. The Bodyguard? It is The Bodyguard. Yeah, I wish I had that question. <laughs> well, let's see what I got. Let's see what you got. Hmm. The last two albums to sell one million copies in a week were the 2022 and 2017 albums by what artist? They hold the re- they hold the record with five albums hitting this milestone. A lot of times this answer is always Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is correct. Don't overthink oh. things. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's been like, I think about 20 or so albums that have done this. Five of them are her. Right, exactly. I'm saying it's always Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, her followers are uh, are definitely pretty rabid. And uh, before anyone sends me an email, I'm, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. But... <laughs> He's going to all. I always say, like, me and her would be perfect together because she already wrote a breakup song for a guy named Drew, Teardrops on My Guitar. So, you know, right I'm there. already it's right in there. there. We're good. We're good. <laughs> All right, your fifth category today is going to be current events brought to you by Jeffrey Seguritan's uh, Trivia Mastery Initiative. Uh, Alan, what do you think our buddy Dean here knows about current events? He wakes up nice and early. You think he's turning the news on? Most likely so, Ted. All right, Dean, and what about for our friend Alan? He's, I mean, he knows what's going on. He probably reads the same um, newsletter Jeffrey sends out. Jeffrey was at that get-together last year, too, so. We're all familiar with Jeffrey. I'm going to give him 10. (laughs) We are all familiar with Jeffrey. The man is a machine. The man is a machine. Okay. Uh, Let me update my scores here because I didn't do that after the last question. All right. So, Dean. Elon Musk challenged what other billionaire to a cage fight? The fight seems like it might actually happen. But Elon's mommy is saying no. Um, Zuckerberg. It is Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, Elon's mother came out and tweeted that uh, she doesn't want him fighting. Yeah, I know that part. It's like, <laughs> how do you how do you be the richest man in the world and your mother comes out and like <laughs> says, "I'm not letting." Because no, <laughs> that actually happens. I am there for it. <laughs> well, I'm hoping it happens, and. Um, so is the Italian government, Alan. The Italian government has contacted the pair about having the fight at what historical venue? Italian government. The Colosseum? It is the Colosseum. That would be great. If they do that, if they do a cage <laughs> fight of billionaires Gladiators. the Colosseum, I will... I already told my fiance last night, like, I will pay whatever this pay-per-view is. They could charge like $500 for this pay-per-view. I will <laughs> I will watch it. <laughs> Only if they release like actual lions. So, yeah. See, the thing is, Elon would go for that because he's just batshit crazy. Zuckerberg probably wouldn't. That's true. But he knows he can beat the piss out of Elon. So that's why he's ready to do that. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Like, one of these two is a trained fighter. Right. The other one looks like he shares my diet. 
All right. So we are still tied up at 60 apiece heading into our sixth question. Uh, we don't have any military superiority here. The branches are equal at the moment. Um, I'm kidding. I respect both of you. I'm not, uh, I don't actually want to pit <laughs> branches against each other. Um, I did almost actually, my brother was in the army and I almost joined the Marines. So it's nice and even. What? Well, we didn't know each other at the time. So, oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. We only met a few years ago. Um, but I actually had an overzealous Marine recruiter that turned me off to the whole process. <laughs> That's understandable. I know. Huh? I was ducking phone calls at one point and then I answered and he was like, is Andrew there? And I'm like, no, this is his brother. He goes, well, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm done here. <laughs> um, all right. Your category is going to be a bug's life. Dean, what do you think Alan knows about insects? As He's a learned guy. I'm always going to give him credit, but I'm going to go 20 this time. Let's make it fun. Let's go 20. All right. And Alan for Dean? Well, I'll go 20 as well. I'll match him. All right. I like where this is going. Okay. Alan, a town in Nevada is fighting off a plague of what insect? Yes, I said Nevada and not Utah. I will either take the very specific name or the general insect. Okay. So you... the, the clue was a hint at the very specific name. I don't want to be a complete dick. I'll say bees. No, I'm sorry. They're Mormon crickets. Mormon crickets. Uh, okay. There's literally like millions upon millions in this town. They can't, they can't. Yeah, kill it's them. nasty. The smell it's is getting to them everything. Like they need to just firebomb this town and just start <laughs> over somewhere else. Like there's no, I, I honestly think they should go around treating it with flamethrowers. That would be cool. It would be. I mean, destructive, but cool. Okay. So, Dean, Broward County, Florida has an insect problem of its own in the form of a species of what originating from Africa? Um, I think it's a big, giant African snails, I believe. It is big, giant African snails. Not something everyone can say too often, right? Giant snails. <laughs> you don't hear it every day. No, you do not. But, you know, these are unprecedented times. We're getting like <laughs> biblical plagues. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now we have a little separation, but that can change in a heartbeat. It's 100 to 60. Dean picked up 40 points on that one, but that can change at any time. We're heading into a category of American history. Alan, what do you think Dean knows about American history? Uh, I will go 10. Military, he probably studied a little bit. Seems like a fair assessment. And Dean, what about for Alan? 10. I'm not going to Press my luck. Ten. All right. Playing the lead safely. I like it. All right, Dean. What were the colonists protesting during the 1773 Boston Tea Party? Um, taxes without representation. I'm looking for a specific. Be more specific. Okay. You're protesting in the Boston Party. Um I'm trying to think. What were they okay? Can we re repeat that question again, please? I'm trying to get this the gist of this. Yes, absolutely. 
Mm. What specific tax were the colonists protesting oh. during the 1973 Boston Tea Party? I specific tax. Okay. Yeah. I didn't hear that part. Specific tax. It wasn't in there. I just I fixed it to make it oh. more. Okay. Um tax is just too broad, so. Okay. Um they were protesting tax on tea. Nope, that would be too on the nose. It was the Stamp Act, which was the tax on printed goods like stamps and newspapers. That's right. I didn't know that, too. So anyway, I blew that one. No worries. <laughs> Alan, after the Boston Tea Party, Great Britain punished the colonists with severe laws that took away Massachusetts' right to govern itself. What were these laws known as? The Intolerable Acts? That is the Intolerable Acts. Alan picking up 20 there. Making it a closer game again. Dean, that was smart wagering on your part. Should have the first one. I just didn't think about think through on that question, but all right, here we go. It's okay. We're moving yeah. into category eight, vexing vexillology. Dean, what do you think Alan knows about flags? Well, he's got one hanging up in his on his wall there. He, he probably has <laughs> some interest in flags. Maybe let's give him ten. All right. Still protecting that lead. And Alan, what about for Dean? Flags is very, very broad. I will go 20. All right. Well, Alan, this East African country, home to the second tallest mountain in Africa, has a flag featuring a shield and two cross spears. Shield and two cross spears. Can I hear the question again? Yeah. This East African country, home to the second tallest mountain in Africa, has a flag featuring a shield and two cross spears. Uganda. No, I'm sorry. Uh, would it help if I told you the mountain in question is Mount Kenya? Ah, uh, yeah, that would have helped. Well, that's why I only listed it as the second tallest mountain. <laughs> All right, Dean. This southeastern African nation, once known as Portuguese East Africa, is the only nation sporting a firearm on their flag, specifically an AK-47. Is that Mozambique? That is Mozambique. Yeah. Okay. Your next question, even though this one was kind of a geography question, as flag questions tend to be, uh, is going to be in geography. Specifically, geography questions brought to you by the Everyday Q&A Calendar. From Oaks Media Group and The Inkling. Uh, if you didn't get it this year, definitely listen for when they release it next year. It's a it's a great little daily play. All right. Um, Alan, what do you think Dean knows about geography? We saw he knows about his flags. Yeah, I'll go 10. And Dean, what about for Alan? I'll go 10. I'll stick with 10. Stick it's with always 10. fun. It's always fun to see if people are gonna like try to protect the lead or get aggressive. I like well, not in geography, because I mean geography's that can come back to bite me if I if I gamble in that category. So I'll I'll, I'll save it. All right, Dean. What geographic formation, which forms after a volcanic eruption, comes from the Spanish for cooking pot? Um Geographic formation. Repeat that one more time, please. Oh, God. Please. What geographic formation, which forms after a volcanic eruption, 
comes from the Spanish for cooking pot. Oh. Okay, Spanish. I was a Spanish language in the army too, so I'm trying to think like, why don't I know my Spanish? Um, cooking we weren't a Spanish linguist in the Marines. That's why. <laughs> that's that's probably the problem. That's what it is. That's just, that's why I'm coming up short. Um, and I read this. I had this because I have that calendar. I'm trying to think. Okay, okay. Um, cooking pot. Uh, I don't know. Crucible. I don't know. It is a caldera. Yeah, caldera. That's right. It's going back the other way. All right, Alan. Also called the Changjiang, which is the longest river in Asia. In Asia, wow, Asia is the word I mispronounced there. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you repeat that, please? Yeah. Also called the Changjiang, which is the longest river in Asia. I've heard this. The Yangtze? It is the Yangtze. I would have also taken the translation of Yangtze, which is Long River. Really original naming there. It works. It does. All right, we're heading into the final question of regulation with Dean up 130 to 100. Still anyone's game. All right, your 10th category today is going to be in food and beverage. Dean, what do you think Alan knows about food and beverage? So I know I don't know a lot about food and beverage, so I'm going to give him 10. You're going to give him 10. Okay. And Alan, what about for Dean? Yeah, no, he's, he's not fooling me with that rope of dope. I'm going 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Alan, Lint expanded their chocolate empire in the 1990s with the acquisition of what California-based chocolate company founded by and named after an Italian immigrant? Girardelli? It is. I told you, sometimes the easy ones sneak in later in the game. All right. Dean, also a word for something of little value, what classic British dessert usually consists of layers of fruit, sponge cake, custard, and whipped cream? Something of little value. I don't know the name of the dessert, so I'm going to have to think of a word. that um, Little value. Um, okay. Repeat that one more time, please. Yeah, absolutely. Also a word for something of little value, what classic British dessert usually consists of layers of fruit, sponge cake, custard, and whipped cream? Okay. Um, I have no idea. I'm just going to say pence. It is a trifle. It is a trifle. That's right. It only consists of ground beef when it's, you know, being done on Friends. Ew. That's, That's right, a, a trifle. Okay. Oh, Alan, you don't know that episode? No, that's too. It just it grosses me out every time. Yeah. See, but I I feel like oh, I because she read the recipe wrong. <laughs> I feel like I would have the same reaction Joey did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's with sad. that, the gap closes even further. We're heading into their our final with Dean only up ten points, one thirty to one twenty, meaning it's definitely going to come down to some wagering here. And your categories for the final. Alan, you went with Back to the Future films. Dean, you went with HBCUs. All right. So send me your wagers based on that. I'll pull up my little Facebook over here. Or you can message me in chat. Whatever works for you. I don't care. Oh, you put it out there where Alan can see it. Oh, Did I, I just sent it to you. 
<laughs> you sent it in our, uh, our group chat. Oh. Look in the group chat. <laughs> oh, oh. Look in the group chat. <laughs> I'm gonna change it now. Here, I'm gonna put a new one now. Here's. Yeah, my uh, my the Facebook happened to be open on my other screen. No, you're good. I, just, you're I good. sent him a new. I sent you a new one there in the. Oh, okay, the sent me a new one. Got it. Mm -hmm. You did it right that time. Understood. Chew on my glasses every time. <laughs> no worries. I can see. All. all right. Where the hell? Oh, there's my questions. All right. So in Back to the Future, Alan, are you ready? I guess. I'll be more confident, buddy. This is your category. Yeah, but there's a lot to go on there. All right. Yeah. Well, in 1955, what is the name of Doc's dog? In 55, it's Copernicus. All right. So Alan is locked in with Copernicus. All right, Dean. In Back to the Future... The film Back to the Future 2 predicts that what team will win the World Series in 2015? In reality, they do it a year later. Hmm. I don't know these movies at all. So who won in 2016? I'm going to say the Cubs. Okay, you're locked in with the Cubs. We're going to move over to HBCUs. Dean. It was recently announced that what HBCU will be the first to offer college hockey, partnering with the NHL and the Nashville Predators. Okay. Would that be um what school's in Fisk University? They're in Tennessee. Okay. And Alan. On what TV show were we first introduced to the fictional HBCU, Hillman College? First introduced. Different world? All right. So y'all are all locked in. It's time to find out some answers. So uh, going back to Back to the Future, Doc's dog in 1985 is Einstein, but in 55, it is Copernicus. And the second installment in that series did predict that the Chicago Cubs would win the World Series against the Miami. the Miami Gators. Yeah. The HBCU we were looking for in Tennessee, Tennessee State. Oh. And the first show to introduce Hillman College was actually the Cosby Show. Cosby Show. I thought about that. So you both missed here. It's going to come down to wagering. Alan, why don't you let us know what you wagered? Uh, I I went all in. All right. So now it's time to find out if Dean went all in and if we have a tie and if I have to produce a closest to the pin question real quick. Dean, why don't you tell us what you wagered? Well, I don't know anything about Back to the Future. And I got a lucky guess, so I wagered zero. So with a score that is not at all indicative of how close this game was the entire time, Dean wins with a score of 130 to zero. Congratulations, Dean. That was close. That was it a was good definitely game. Definitely a great fun. game. Yeah, I should have said Cosby show. Damn it. Well, yeah, because Hillman makes more sense because the whole 
show took place at Hillman, but yeah, those Cosby sweaters and those Hillman yeah, sweaters he was wearing all the time. <laughs> and uh, so on our way out here, guys, I'm going to give you a chance to promote something. Alan, since you did lose today, you get to go first. What would you like to promote or say on your way out today? I will say uh same thing I always say on a lot of these is uh I am the owner of I've been the owner and many, many rescue pets, so adopt, don't shop. Please, please, please. I think that's a great message. Um all right. Or, you know, if for whatever reason you do need to shop, like let's say there's an allergy issue or you specifically need a service animal that does a certain task, donate to uh, an animal shelter to kind of offset that. All right. What about you on your way out today? Well, I had a lot of fun on these little episodes and broadcasts. So I really want to say that. If I don't win, like, you know, I've said this before, but if I don't win, I never lose. I either, I learn, you know. So basically, I learned a lot today. Okay, I came out on top. It was fun. That was the main point of it. But that's the thing. Have fun. Always learn something, whether it's trivia or whether just paying attention and little details in life, it makes life more interesting. So just keep learning, people. Great message. All right, well. For Alan and Dean, this is Drew, and that's the end of this episode of Nerd Off. That's it for this episode of Nerd Off. Tune in next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel.